Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. On today's show, Banjo innovates on innovation. Niantic Labs turns the world into an augmented reality game. Plus, product launches by TomTom, Spindle, and Glider are funding and M&A news, the resource of the week, and a flashback from the archives with Damien Patton, CEO of Banjo. Welcome, everybody, to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 104. And for those of you that can do math, that means that this is actually our second anniversary episode. 52 plus 52 is 104. In fact, it was a thief that had to bring that to my attention. Not so strong in math. Today is November 18th, 2012. My name, Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as always, this time from his home turf, for the first time in a couple of weeks, Mr. Asif Khan. How you doing, Asif? Welcome. I am great. Uh, happy to be home. Happy to be uh, representing the Location-Based Marketing Association right here in Toronto. And uh, yeah, feeling good. A little tired, but feeling good. <laughs> you, I can't imagine how you could be tired, man. Like what? You've only been traveling. You are. You literally landed midweek uh, from Singapore. I landed in Toronto, and then what? Like went from the airport. Put a little bit of like washed your face and then uh, went and did a keynote presentation that afternoon. Yeah, I did. And uh, yeah, and it, you know, pulled it off on pure adrenaline and then uh, and then and then crashed. So yeah. And you've been sleeping since. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I, for those of you who are out there, you understand why you come here. You've been here before. This is the show. And if you haven't, we really welcome you guys. And hopefully you're arriving from uh, gpsbusinessnews.com and our good friends at uh, streetfightmag.com. Two uh, very important partners to us uh, to increase the awareness of the uh, episodes that we have produced and are producing. So we thank them for syndicating our content. And if this is your first time here through those guys or not, we thank you for being here. And this is that show you come to rely on to take a look at what happened last week. Some of the most uh, amazing stories in the location-based marketing world. We, we cover some covered five great stories. We cover a great, uh, we have a guest uh, um, who comes on for an interview every episode. And then we also have some uh, M&A and funding activity and a great resource of the week. And that all happens in about 50 minutes, an episode, give or take. And it's always full of wit and banter. And these are the stories that Asif has collated, curated, put together for us. So we welcome you guys all. This is great. Before we get started, we have a monster show, a jam-packed show as usual. But before we get started, Asif, we covered Singapore last week. We talked to you uh, just before you were going to London. Talk about the London event and then maybe push what's going on in New York City with the LBMA next week. So London first. How was that, man? London was great. It was uh, it was a jam day. Uh, the local social summit, uh, which is a uh, an event that's been going on for a couple of years now, and um, yeah, really enjoyed it. A, a, a wealth of diversity in subjects, um, you know, around local, social, and, and mobile. Um, you know, had a, a really great presentation on the relationship between social and psychology. Um, and kind of, you know, human behavioral factors and, and how we relate to things. So that was uh, very uh, enlightening for me. Um, a, a really good, uh, interesting panel on uh, collaborative consumption. Um, so companies like, um, uh, you know, um, Airbnb and, 
you know, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the company now that was doing uh, house swapping and, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the Zarlies of the yeah. world and, and things like that. Get around, guys. Get around. Uh, a lot of interesting discussion about sort of, you know, uh, the economy of sharing, uh, sharing goods and, and collaborative consumption. So that, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and uh, uh, Pierre Bai was on that panel as well from Amsterdam, one of our members. Um, so, so, you know, a really good discussion around that because I think there's not enough going on around that yet, uh, at least in terms of, you know, um, lots of startups, but very little on, on, the, uh, on the event and panel uh, uh, side of things. So that was cool. Uh, and then I did a, uh, a presentation and, and a panel on big data as well, uh, along with the uh, some of our friends from uh, from Urban Airship and uh, Everything Everywhere and uh, and so on. So yeah, a, a really good event. Holy cow! Um, and, but it just seems that um, that all of a sudden there is a, a great demand for for these services and for people who have a little bit of knowledge. And our resource of the week, we're, we're going to be talking about mobile marketing and measurement, uh, a mobile marketing and measurement snapshot. And and it just. We were just talking about this before we started filming is that there is such a disconnect between what is going on out there and then people actually grasping what is going on there as part of their jobs and and you, are you starting to see that uh, and and is Europe based on your experience so Singapore London coming back to Canada uh, I mean are we on a level playing field everywhere or is 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 uh, is Asia or is Europe or is Canada or the United States kind of floating ahead of, of others do you have an idea I would say in general, I think it, it's pretty level. Uh, um, you know, with the exception of in certain Asian markets, especially Singapore, you know, uh, things like NFC uh, technology are a little further ahead in, in, from a deployment perspective, and mostly because the governments, like the Singapore government, for example, is is forcing uh, you know the use of that technology uh, onto uh, you know public transit systems and things like that. So so. So it's ahead in that respect, um, you know, around, uh, you know, using mobile to pay for things and, and, and such. But, uh, you know, overall, I think uh, if you look at, uh, at the different markets, I think we're pretty even. Good. It's, so we're all struggling with this, you know, to grasp this all at the same time, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And, um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, to answer the second part of your question, um, or, or the second thing you asked me to talk about, which is uh, New yeah. York. Uh, you know, we're uh, a week away now, so November the 27th, the Tuesday, and it's coming. Um, the LBMA is hosting an event in New York. It's, it's actually an afternoon event, a, lunch, uh, a luncheon event um, on augmented reality, uh, you know, visual uh, recognition of, of items in, 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 in the world around us. Um, uh, Gold Run, uh, Vivian Rosenthal from Gold Run will be keynoting that, and uh, we'll also have a panel that... Uh, uh, includes Blipper and uh, and a few other uh, interesting uh, companies as well. So uh, really excited about that. If you're in New York on the 27th uh, and you want to learn more about augmented reality, I encourage you to come out. Are you going to be there, Asif? I will be. It's a there. Short flight, though. You know. It is. It's like not even an hour. That's right. right. You don't have to. You don't have to basically uh, have two days and four days of recovery at the end of New York. Well, some, sometimes you do actually. You know, New York. It, <laughs> sometimes you. Sometimes do, yeah. you do. Well, so if you can make that, just go to the lbma.com slash events and, uh, and you'll find out more information about that. 
And uh, as always, stay in touch. I mean, there are many ways for you to stay in touch with what the LBMA is doing. You can sign up for the mailing letter, which, mailing uh, on the mailing list, which is on the website at the LBMA.com. Uh, you can sign up for the RSS feed or the uh, iTunes feed. This is available in audio and video feeds through iTunes. Um, you can check out the LBMA.com for the podcast. You can check out Untether.tv for the podcast. We are just so, and you can follow it at, at the LBMA or at Asifar Khan or at Rob Woodbridge or at Untether. There are so many ways for you to stay in touch with us. There's no excuse. There's just no excuse. So what do you say? <laughs> what do you say we jump into the show? This is this is a jam-packed show. We got some great announcements, some new product releases from our good friend Damien Patton at Banjo. God, I love these guys. Uh, Damien is a uh, stellar, stellar, stellar human being, stellar man, great CEO, great visionary. Uh, we've also got really cool uh, augmented reality a game, which is going to blow your mind. We've got some great location news around TomTom and a new platform that they've developed. Um, and we've also got some, uh, you know, as we said, a launch of a questionable product called Glider. Our uh, great resource of the week. We got three, uh, uh, we got two fundings and an, uh, and an acquisition. And of course, uh, we've got our uh, interview that's coming up midway through this episode. So what do you say we jump into this? Our first story is going to be around Banjo because it is so significant. Banjo just released version three of their app and I, I can't find fault with this. Can you find anything wrong with this, Asif? No, but but I mean anything that Damien Patton does uh, is hard to find fault with. I mean the guy's just like uh, an inspiration to everybody. I mean so so here here you have uh, I mean what startup do you know where you could point to the CEO and go here's a guy who did two tours of duty in Desert Storm. You know he was a chief mechanic for a NASCAR team. You know already did a startup. Uh, you know spent some time at MIT and and now he has a phenomenal thing called banjo um yeah there's not many people there's not many people like damien Patton out there and and i we had the pleasure of meeting him. i had him at untether talks and um yeah. man oh man uh just a genuine guy uh we had I, I we went out for dinner uh with damien and uh he had uh, probably like a 78 ounce steak so add that to the lore of damien he is not only a two-time uh, uh, veteran of Desert Storm, he is also a NASCAR head mechanic and the CEO of a successful startup in the mobile space, Visionary, and he can eat a 78-ounce steak. All of it. So let's talk... <laughs> man is talented. All right, let's talk about Banjo here. All right. So, yeah, so Banjo is uh, obviously, uh, you know, one of the, the leaders in the world of uh, social uh, discovery apps uh, i've been using it for a while you've been using it for a while <coughs> and they've uh, announced a, a a new version of the product uh, just this past week and really i you know the key to this new version is um you know the integration of of uh, of uh, of your location uh and and your friends and so on and so forth but uh, you know by pulling together all the other uh, uh platforms that people use into one into one uh, one place, so it's integration with Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram, uh, but sort of pulled together with location as the as the unifying uh, feature, and and so the idea of what you have here is is it's it's about what's happening around you right now, but also what's happening within your network, uh, you know, from a friend's perspective, via all the other platforms I just mentioned. And, and so it's a little bit of location plus, you know, a temporal element kind of blurred together, but uh, giving you the ability to not just see what, what is near you, uh, you know, specific to location, 
but uh, you know what's happening in other locations that are that is connected to you via friends and through these other platforms. So so that's really really cool. Uh, I I think it's a really interesting way to uh, to use location. Yeah, and I'm just uh, you know it'll eventually maybe it'll get a little bit uh, less fuzzy, but I, I'm showing you my 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 screen. I I love this. The, the idea that I can actually uh, teleport myself to a city other than what, what I'm at to see what's going on, see what the so, my social uh, sphere is doing and, and across all, like this is the termination point for all your social, your LinkedIn, your, as you said. So I, I, I like this and, and I like the fact, you know, there's there, there seems to be a, a, a number of companies that are huddling around this, you know, like Highlight and we've talked about that. Highlight, Glancy was one of the companies that was picked up, uh, but you know, f focused around the who's around me right now. How do I get in touch with somebody right now? How do I, how do I reach out to somebody right now? And I like the way that these guys have, and Damien has kind of pivoted this around to talk about, okay, so now it's not just about who's around you. It's about your friends and what they're doing in different cities and across, you know, across the universe. And it shows you the, the, yeah. those links, those linkages that you would have if you want to get in touch with them, uh, you know, and how you're connected to them. Maybe it's Instagram and not Facebook or not link or not Twitter. So I, I just like this. Um, I, I'm still interested in how companies like this are going to make money. Um, but these guys have 3 million users around the world. It's a growing platform, um, iOS and Android. And I, I implore you, go to Banjo, B-A-N.J-O, and take a look at this. If you haven't already, if you're in the space, you should be looking at these companies. We, this shouldn't be a surprise to you because we've talked about Damien a bunch of times here. So um, I like this. Banjo, really just changing the game all of a sudden. Again, God love them. Damien, if you're listening yeah, to this, no, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, there's some unique, real, real uniqueness in, ter in terms of how they pull this together. Yeah. Uh, they've patented this, by the way, this this formula that they put together. So, you know, uh, you know, it's it's something that they uh, obviously have, you know, have put a lot of thought into, and, and uh, you know, and figured out how to do it really well and, and in a unique way. So, you know, I applaud them for that as well. You know, and it's not just places. It's, uh, you know, or what people are doing in places. It's, it's events. It's it's temporal. I, I really like that aspect of it. So, uh, take a look. Uh, B-A-N dot J-O. Uh, Banjo. Uh, Damien. Damien Patton. The hero. All right. So uh, that's a B-A-N.J-O. Go and take a look at Banjo. If you haven't yet, uh, I, shame on you again. This is one of those companies that you should have already, uh, you should already know. And you should be jumping into it. So uh, you are, as we said at the beginning, you're going to be in New York uh, next week talking about augmented reality with a whole bunch of other uh, companies that are in the middle of this. Companies like Gold Run that we've talked about before. Um, let's talk about this. This is, is, this a, this is a Google-owned company, isn't it? That is now... Uh, launching this uh, this product called Ingress, which is a augmented reality location-based game that is using the world as its game board. What was the net effect of the Niantic project? We had crossed a threshold in which global security could be at risk. Decrypting the data was the mistake. This is not psychosis or some cognitive break, but an actual takeover of the mind. Much of the public sculpture found in our cities is based on design seeded in the human mind. Certain places have an energy that not only attracts people, but attracts events. The mission of 13 Magnus is to monitor the effects of mind hacking. Obviously, this will be done with the highest of security to make sure that the ideas do not contaminate or threaten humanity. This all leads to Niantic. 
I know that many tools will be needed to fight this battle. You just have to know where to look and know what you're seeing. Portals emit exotic matter into our world, and that matter has certain effects on our world. I started noticing that there were energy fields, anomalies on Earth all around me. A few of them exhibit properties that are as yet unexplained. I know that there are others out there. What if they're already among us, but we don't realize it? And I must be prepared to work with them or fight them. They are coming. Something's wrong out there in the world. This doesn't feel like a scientific study. The one hope lies in understanding what happened at Niantic. Not all mysteries are solvable, but the joy comes in the pursuit. You know, I've talked before on, on this show about uh, location-based games. Uh, you know, we've talked about uh, uh, massive damages, uh, Please Stay Calm, Shadow Cities. We've talked about Red Robot Labs. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on around, um, you know, playing games in the real world that are connected to physical location. And, uh, and so, yeah, this is another one that comes from a group called Neantic Labs, which is, as you alluded to, is, uh, is, is owned by Google. Um, and, uh, and this one's called Ingress. Um, the interesting thing here about Neantic is uh, they also built a, an app called Field Trip that, that we talked about on this yeah. show a little while ago, uh, which is a uh, kind of like a location-based travel uh, guide, uh, you know, map your travel experiences. So we talked about that not too long ago, maybe a couple yep. months ago, uh, on this show. And so that comes from this same group. Um, this thing is interesting. This is, uh, as you said, the the world is is, is the game board. Um, you know, you're. It's about um, uh, going around and, and unlocking clues and gathering objects and uh, interacting with other other players. Apparently there's two sides to this. Two, the premise of this game is, is there's two warring uh, factions going on here. One called the Enlightened uh, and one called Resistance. the Resistance. And so you have to decide whether you're part of the Enlightened or the Resistance. Uh, you have opposite views on uh, you know what's going on and uh, fighting for power and uh, energy and, and so on. Um, it, it's been described as a virtual uh, game version of the TV show Fringe, if you've ever seen that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, so it's kind of like that. You got you know two worlds going on, existing uh, and uh, you know and, and location in the middle of that. So, kind of cool. I, I mean, I, th I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity for this type of gaming. Um, certainly, from the LBMA's perspective, you know we're we're involved with a number of companies that are in the gaming space, so I like it. Android only. Android only. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, full one hundred percent Android, and uh, it's it's. I, I think that it's launching on November thirtieth. So if you're listening to this prior to November thirtieth, I think that it's still in a closed beta. But I think that the, the speculation is that uh, the thirtieth it will be it will be launched. Um, so it's by invite. Only, excuse me, invite only, but if you go to ingress.com, I-N-G-R-E-S-S.com, you'll find some more information. And the video that we played at the beginning of this segment will not make it any clearer what the game is. So, uh, and, and I haven't seen anything that makes it very much clear. This is as clear as it's gotten. And I think that I want to be part of the resistance. I don't know about you, Asif. Not the enlightened, the resistance. It's always a little grungier. Yeah. So uh, check out ingress.com, I-N-G-R-E-S-S.com, a new augmented reality game by a company that is owned by Google. The company's, and that's why it's Android only, the company is Neantic Labs. Very cool. 
a second story. Uh, you know, we talked a long time ago. Uh, one of uh, one of my other favorite companies that is out there killing it right now is Urban Airship. They bought a company called Simple Geo that was this open source GPS and uh, data point uh, database, and they've integrated it since inside of Urban Airship. So, um, I, you know, the reason I bring that up is that TomTom just announced a new location-based services layer, I guess, database servicing offering that they that they're now selling, which is essentially what what uh, what Simple Geo was back in the day, but now it's obviously with TomTom data and TomTom powers things like, hey, Apple's mapping app and among others. Uh, what do you what do you think of this play, Asif? Uh, I like it, uh, you know, and, and first of all, uh, you know, because we have a lot of viewers in Amsterdam since we have a chapter there and, uh, you know, I want to make sure we say this, it's, it's TomTom. Tom. Tom. Yes, my bad, TomTom. Tom. Tom. Um, uh, anyhow, TomTom uh, launches a uh, uh, location-based services platform, it's a development portal as well. Um, so there's, you know, a, a bunch of uh, APIs, a, a software development toolkit uh, that comes with this. This is about, you know, this is an enterprise play. This is about enabling, um, you know, businesses uh, to build their own uh, apps, leverage location. Um, you know, it could be uh, fleet management, route planning, traffic management, uh, you know, all sorts of things like that. That uh, that you need, and rather than going out and obviously building those from scratch or doing it on your own, you know, here's a toolkit to uh, to power you uh, and get 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 you moving faster in, in in that category. So, I like it. I mean, obviously, TomTom has has been at this for a while um, in, in terms of their own offerings, their own commercial offerings, and so now they're just you know packaging up what they've already had and what they've done really well for for years. It seems. And uh, you know, making it available to others. Yeah, and, and what what I like about this as well is that they're making their traffic web service um, available as, as part of this. And they they have they said here they're download iOS, Android, downloadable iOS, Android, and JavaScript software development kits, so that you can bring this right into uh, into the mobile space. And it's also got uh, you know it's cloud based, so obviously it's optimized. And this is the same data that that uh, TomTom is servicing or, or providing for all the other um, all the other apps that that are running out of this. And I think that this is. This is that we know that location is is dial tone now, and this is that ability to now just add location. There's no excuse for you not to have it in your app, um, as well as uh, certainly on your desktop. And they do native geocoding, which is basically you can type in an address and it'll it'll put out there, and you can use a longitude and latitude. And I remember the very first app that I ever made on uh, Google Maps way back in the day. It was really funny. It was a Springsteen tracker app, which allowed me to <laughs> not a word of a lie. It 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 allowed you to. I had a you know, a database of every single Springsteen show ever done on the planet. And it allowed you to, uh, you know, choose the ones, choose the places that you saw him at, and then keep your personal playlist, basically your personal uh, tour list. And, um, and uh, you know what, I had to go and I had to find the longitude and latitude of every location. It was a pain. But, uh, you know, certainly the native language uh, uh, encoding that these guys, the geocoding web services that these guys do now is much better than it was back then. I, I wish I had done that today instead of, you know, whatever it was seven or eight years ago when that started. It's never too late. I'm going to make a living out of Springsteen somehow. I just got to figure it out. I can't make a living listening to him. It doesn't work that way. Not mm -hmm. at all. So, uh, Tom, Tom, if you're interested in this, um, the best way to do this is to go to uh, developer.tomtom.com. Uh, dot com. So for those of us in North America, it's spelled exactly T-O-M-T-O-M.com. So developer.tomtom.com. It's pretty cool. All right. 
All right, our fourth story here. Uh, this is a uh, an app that really kind of uh, generated a lot of activity, a lot of buzz this past week. An app called Spindle, um, and this is. Why don't you explain what Spindle is, Asif, and and then uh, we'll come back and have a good conversation about this. Uh, well, Spindle, you know, falls into that category of social discovery again. Uh, it's iOS uh, only, uh, first of all. Um, you know, it got a bunch of buzz because it also comes with uh, some funding uh, recently, 2.3 million uh, in funding from some pretty big names, Polaris, Greylock, uh, and a few others uh, around that. Um, you know, I, I think the uniqueness about this, uh, you know, if I was to draw something out, is is that it's not just about finding places around you or finding things around you. Uh, it, it's it's powered by businesses uh, leveraging uh, Twitter and, and other platforms to actually promote, uh, you know, information effectively uh, about those businesses that is um, is prominent tied to a location. So, if I go to an area and I say, "Show me pizza places around me," which you can do on Foursquare, um, it does. Um, you know, and, 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 and Spindle does the same thing. The difference with this is is that if a business has gone, a pizza shop has gone on, on, onto Twitter and said, hey, you know, come in right now in the next hour and, and you know, 50% off, Spindle will pick up on that and marry that up with the other uh, social discovery information and, and, and kind of bring that one to, to the top of the list, so to speak. So it's factoring in data from Twitter um, that is, I guess, has a temporal element to it as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I like the concept. This is as local, hyper local as you can as you can get, and um, this puts the onus on obviously the the business to be a, a very active in the social sphere. So to be active on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and yes. but this is very competitive. This space, like you know, it just seems we, we see this all the time where where companies co or you know startups congregate around an idea. And we talked about eavesdrop a little bit earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. in a previous episode. We talked about Banjo just a second ago. These are all companies that are kind of taking a different angle yep. on the same thing, which is which is local discovery. You can do it through humans and human uh, referrals, or you can do it through the retailers or the outlets or the, or the businesses pushing out data to you that, that may, have be, may be of interest to you. And, you know, uh, my latest addiction is, is an iPhone app. And... Um, this is an iPhone app that we're talking about. But my latest addiction uh, is is a company called Prismatic, or is an app called Prismatic, which is a news app. And it, you know, I see that there's a there's a there's got to be a mix here because I've got too many apps going on, and we all know that. But Prismatic, if if these guys at Spindle took the same approach, which was, look, I'm gonna <coughs> I'm gonna examine my social sphere. So all your Twitter posts, the people you follow, your Facebook posts, your LinkedIn right. posts, your Instagram posts, and then gave you a list of keywords that are appropriate to you that you seem to follow and you seem to tag and you seem to read a lot of stories or retweet or do those kind of things and then build a list a curated list of things that are interest to me locally that when that pops up from a retailer it sends it out to me i think that there's a, a good mix of what prismatic is doing and what spindle is doing or what eavesdrop is doing or even what what banjo is doing but i think that we're still missing like that, that one little piece that really makes these things thrive. And uh, I know that it's evolution that we're doing here. We got the idea, mm -hmm. but but uh, I think there's one little piece that we're missing. So if you guys are out there and you have that piece, if you think you do, ah, let us know, please. God, let us know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But but this is a, this is a neat thing. Uh, caveat: it's only available in San Francisco and Boston. 
Um, you know, I like that approach of launching an application around critical mass. And until you have critical mass, you, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And especially if you're up in Canada, how many times have we logged onto an app and found nothing? Right. So, um, yeah. But yeah, Spindle, this is getting a lot of garnering a lot of play. Obviously, they raised $2.3 million. But if you're interested in go to spindle.com. And if you are that missing link, man, please do us do yourself a, a favor and reach out to us and do us a favor so that we can put this this to rest. What do you say? Spindle. Like Spindle.com. Right. S-P-I-N-D-L-E.com. All right, our last story here. Uh, uh, kind of like, um, you know, as uh, my kids who watch uh, Scooby-Doo, it's like, humph, humph. That's my best. That's my best <laughs> Scooby-Doo. It's terrible, I know. That's why I'm doing this. Um, a company called Glider at uh, uh, glider.co, G-L-Y-D-E-R.co. Um, what is it, Asif? Well, supposedly it is a, a CRM of sorts, I'll call it, um, for small businesses uh, to create email campaigns and push out deals and do a bunch of stuff, all from your iPhone uh, via a bunch of templates. So apparently the premise of, of, of Glider is small business owners are really busy and uh, you know when they're when the end of the day comes and uh, you know they're on their way home uh, you know they, they they really don't you know have a lot of time and they just uh, you know can't you know they can't wait till they get home uh, to uh, you know get back to work after dinner or you know the next morning so they have to push out an email campaign uh, or a deal via a template on their iPhone while they're maybe on the train on the way home <laughs> <laughs> something like so that. how does this happen with, uh, with a guy with with the pedigree of the guy who started this like he, he started who, what, what was the other company he started with yeah so glenn allen is the guy's name uh open table Boy, i heard of it uh, uh he's one of the founders <laughs> of open table phenomenal company great success love what he did there uh also um another guy who's involved with this one glider is a guy named alan wells who is uh one of the key mobile designer guys from zynga um so i mean there, there's certainly pedigree here um i i just really really struggle with the uh the premise of you know a, a crm platform of sorts uh for you know creating emails and sms's and whatnot um from an iphone um <laughs> I just, I just can't, I can't bring myself around to that. Um, but anyway. you know, we 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 send uh, email and SMS and uh, you know Facebook messages and and Twitter posts from an iPhone. So why not send an entire campaign right to your most important people, which are your customers? Like, uh, you know, the, the idea. There's, there's two things that that are that are staggering with with this is that if I got a message like this one that I'm going to pull up and screen. Sorry if you're not watching this on video, but basically it's a canned message that it says thank you and it's got a you know the uh, you know kids blocks that say thank you in open hands and you're supposed to tailor that message. If if I got a a uh, a templated message like that, I would be offended. Um, you know, because I don't think that you really you really give a damn about it. And, and any business owner out there, here's a lesson for you. Any business owner out there that is thinking of using something like this without really putting any effort into it, like that's what the benefit of this is. Like your whole goal should be about driving customer awareness and growing your customer base. So if you don't have time for it, get out of business now because it's going to be a painful business for you if you're not in the business of actually trying to drive marketing, yeah. uh, messaging and pushing that out. And if you're not leveraging all the social tools, so most business owners, you know, 
I would say are the opposite of this, that they, that they go home and then they do the things that are necessary so that tomorrow is a busy day at the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it just mm -hmm. seems like this is a place without a market. And uh, the last thing that you're going to be doing is taking the subway home or driving home and like, okay, I got to send a text message out and I got to send, here's a picture of a hamburger and I got to, got to do, no, no, this is, this yeah, is. Yeah, no, I, I, I just struggle with the utility of it. Oof. I'm not questioning, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it's not well built no. uh, or yeah. the templates are, look great or the functionality is, is solid. You know, I, I, I trust that, by the way, I haven't played with it. But just this. why? I trust that it is given you know, the pedigree here and the mobile design expertise from, you know, Zynga and all that kind of stuff. I just, the, the utility seems very strange to me as a small business owner, yeah. which I have been many times as you have you. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow. Well, it, the we, revenue, we move well, on. The revenue model is interesting because it's kind of like that Zynga approach, which was like, you know, the app is free. You have a certain number of things that you can do for free. And then if you want to yeah. buy templates, you know, advanced templates or advanced messaging or whatever it is, new services come on, you'll probably have to pay for those. And at 99 cents a shot, and and you know although there are like 20 million small businesses in North America, uh, you know if each one of them bought one, if you got 100% of the small businesses and they all bought one template, that's a 20 million dollar business. That, you know, that's a that's a hard hard business to scale. It really is. And and uh, so, you know what? So with that, I think it's time to glide on to the uh, to the next. Yes. Thing. Well, those are the five stories. If yours wasn't in there. Uh, I bet you it was better than Glider. You should have reached out and told us about this story. So we had Banjo's new update. We had uh, Neantic Labs with their Ingress uh, augmented reality game. Tom Tom releasing their uh, lo location-based services platform. We had Spindle, the new Spindle app. And, of course, we had Glider. Go and check them out. Please support these guys who are actually inventing, innovating around this space. Uh, and go to their websites, download their apps, and if you happen to bump into the founders, just say, hey, we heard about this on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Rob and Asif could not stop talking about you guys. It's time for our feature and our spotlight. This time we're going to go back into the vaults, Asif. We're going to pull up, um, actually, Damien Patton's keynote from Untethered Talks. I've taken a couple of clips from Untethered Talks, put them together, give us a little glimpse of what he was thinking and the thought process that went into Banjo 3.0. This is really cool. This is, this is from the summer, so this is six months ago from this episode. So you can understand what he was thinking and the outcome was basically Banjo 3.0. So here is Damien. So first of all, this is called the Holy Grail. Uh, of relationships and really it's it's about location and why I think location is the holy grail of social and mobile and so to first before we get there we got to talk about you know our current social networks and the state of social networks there's so many of them and they're becoming fragmented many of you right now are probably on your laptops and you're, and you're tweeting many of you are on Facebook right now some of you took photos on Instagram this morning but your friends are on other networks as well. And I'm sure you've realized that as you've gone out and you've talked to your friends, you're realizing that what is this new social network you're on? And what is this you're finding this restaurant on called Yelp, etc. And the point is, is that when you go and, and now you look at your Twitter feed or you look at Facebook, there's just so much content. It's almost overstimulation. And so we have now become to the point where we scan through things and we don't read through things. And then we miss out on a lot of important things. And so location helps bring this all together, and location makes social networking more relevant. Why? So today you're here at uh, Untether Talks, and the hashtag is, uh, I believe, is, is you talks. 
Um, but how many of you, when you go to other conferences, you realize there's five different hashtags, ten different hashtags. You don't even use a hashtag. So the people at the conference, therefore, are not able to actually see or discover you or to meet up with you or to see your content because they don't know where it's taking place. I just saw um, this weekend that a CNN reporter was saying that they couldn't even figure out the right hashtags at a conference and they just needed something to see nearby because it's very fragmented. Going back to this reporter uh, this weekend, he was saying how, I just want to see who's nearby at this conference, I believe it was in San Diego, across all the different social networks. I want who in here is relevant to me um, right now. So with that location, we have to talk about how do we get this information? Because if, if our social networks are becoming overstimulating, there's just too much content, then how are we going to get it? So today we think about search, but in my opinion, search is dying. Search as we know it is a foregone conclusion, and in the next several years, it's going to be used way less than it is today. I believe this morning they talked about a new type of search coming out called Find Search. You're going to be able to talk to your phone, much like you talk um, to Siri now to get an answer, but you're going to be able to ask it any question you want. It's going to give you relevant information. At the same point, what we call pull search, that's when you go to Google right now and you pull a word, you know, you say, hey, I want to get something, and you pull it out. Now you're going to get what they call push search. Push search is now based on location, wherever you're at. So you're here in Toronto today. Something that's relevant to you. Perhaps it's an event, like a concert. Perhaps it's friends that are nearby on different social networks. Perhaps it's um, uh, something that you're into, some kind of activity that's taking place that you would otherwise missed out on. But because your mobile phone, like this thing here, it's really smart, right? And you use social networks. So why can't this thing just push and tell me when something relevant is nearby so I don't miss out? Why can't this thing cure disappointment? And so we're going to see over the next several years that this new type of search, this find search as well as push search, really start to take shape uh, and, and become very important. For example, it doesn't have to be, when you think of location, it doesn't have to be that we're all sitting in this room together. It doesn't have to be that something is actually nearby and next to us here in Toronto. What about the Olympics this year in, in August, where um, many of us are not going to be? I think they said there's about a million people that will fly in for the Olympics. But what about the millions around the world that want to take part and see what's going on in the Olympics? How can you be in that location at each one of those events in real time, kind of have a superpower, if you will, to be there and experience all the different kinds of photos that are being shared and all the different kinds of social media, but know that it's actually taking place there? And to me, this is the greatest opportunity for advertising uh, in, in location as well as social and mobile. It's not about an ad popping up, because once again, people are going to get burned out, and developers, those of you that are in the room, you know that if your users are leaving you because people are, you're just popping up ads, that you're going to take the ads out. It's also not going to be effective for, for the advertisers, for the brands that are in here, to continue to overstimulate users. They will no longer pay attention, and again, it'll be like Google ad blindness. So what are things we can, we can, we can do? So to me, we've got to have a huge paradigm shift in the way that we do advertising on this smaller device, right? When do we do it? How do we connect with our, our customers, our users? And so I'm just going to give you one example uh, of a different type of advertising that we can, we can talk about. Um, so Rob mentioned that I used to work in the sport of, of NASCAR. And in fact, this weekend, um, day before yesterday, I was out in California at the NASCAR race. And if you look at brands and sponsorships, um, you'll know that auto racing is one of the most brand loyal sports in the world, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's Formula One, uh, whether it's IndyCar. And why is that? It's because the, the fan, the user, has an emotional connection with the driver, the car manufacturer, or the team itself, and, or maybe even a track. 
But wrapped in that is this brand, is this sponsor. And because of that emotional connection that that user has, they share it with their friends, they make those choices when they're out shopping, even when it's subliminal. And so in my opinion, you can do the same type of thing on mobile. You can connect with people on an emotional level, right, when something important is nearby, or for example, something is happening like the Olympics, you can wrap that in a brand in a way that has an emotional connection with the user. And so I th often think, I won't mention uh, credit card companies, but certain credit card companies are really big in the Olympics, really big in other sporting events. How can they bring you these moments through your mobile device without actually flashing you an advertisement saying, sign up for our new card for 5% interest rate? But again, the connection that you have as a user when you brought this moment that was special to you was brought to you by this advertiser in a way that doesn't feel spammy, it doesn't feel invasive, and again, it's kind of like having that same connection um, like auto racing has with their, with their users. Well, that was Damian Patton, the founder and CEO of Banjo from Untethered Talks. You can see his thinking. I love that. You can see his thinking, Asif. What he was trying to get to put out there was basically version 3.0. He's formulating what version 3.0 of Banjo was. If you're interested, go to Banjo, B-A-N dot J-O, uh, or you can just hit up iTunes or Google Play and download the application. Let us know what you think about it. Reach out on tether at gmail.com or see at the lbma.com. It is time for our funding and M&A activity. Two fundings this week highlighted here and one acquisition. We're going to start with a company uh, that I really have a deep appreciation for. It was one of my very first interviews on Untether.tv. Um, and the company is called Double Dutch. They raised four million bucks, and they have like a, a they've like a wad of cash already in the bank. They've said that they can't spend fast enough. It's pretty amazing. Uh, what what a great challenge to to have. Yeah, I mean, this is a company I really uh, I really like actually. Uh, so uh, you know, I've, I've met Lawrence Coburn a couple of times at, at various events. We've spoken at at, uh, at events together uh, in the past. Um, you know, and Double Dutch is is an interesting company because you know what wh what you really have is a company that's focused on the enterprise side of you know building apps for business application, not the, not the B two C piece, but the B two B piece. Um, you know, and location has always been central to them in terms of what they're doing. So um, they've got formerly more more dollars in the in the bank to uh, to to continue to grow. Uh, this is coming. Uh, this round's coming from Floodgate uh, Fund. Uh, Late Bank and Bullpen Capital. Um, they had already, re, uh, you, as you alluded to, three million uh, in the past. Um, so, so they got, you know, they, they got some good cash there. Um, they've got a uh, a mobile CRM platform called Hive, uh, which is iOS and Android that they built. The nice thing about these guys is, is it's not just a toolkit that they have available for you to work with, but they also build apps. Um, that are enterprise-based um, and kind of push them out into the marketplace and, and try and get businesses using them. So one one of the ones that's really successful that I've come across in the past is Flock, F-L-O-C-K. So you might want to take a look at that. Um, it, it's a um, uh, an app for uh, event management, mobile event management. Um, so you know conferences and, and that kind of thing. Um, pretty interesting. Apparently, just that one alone, there's about 140 uh, enterprise customers, including Cisco and Lowe's and 3M and a whole bunch that are using that. Um, so, you know, pretty, pretty good stuff, pretty powerful stuff. Uh, Lawrence is a uh, impressive guy. Um, and uh, so there you go. Yeah, you know what he... he 
much. Four more million in the bank. And when he calls, he said, to, this is what I love about Lawrence, right? He's so, he's so open. This guy is just, he's, a, he's an open book. He says, um, this is to TechCrunch, right? So, you know, no, no, no small media outlet. He says, uh, um, we should be spending more money. He laments, like he's, he's like, oh, we should be spending more money. Uh, two of our last three quarters have been profitable. Uh, and we like to call it accidentally profitable. I'm not super proud of that. I feel like we should be spending faster, <laughs> right? So I just, he's accidentally <laughs> profitable. Like how many people would like to fall into profitability, right? Oh my God. Yeah. So Lawrence, congratulations, guy, $4 million. Congratulations. I love the place that yeah, they're doing. Yeah. So I think it's great. If you're interested. I, I think I think he'll get a call this week from us about sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. If you got some money to spend, buddy. Lawrence, yeah. come on, pal. Uh, DoubleDutch.me, exactly as it sounds, um, DoubleDutch.me. That's great, $4 million. All right, so uh, our second story, uh, this is an acquisition. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, we, we've talked quite extensively. Obviously, this is about location-based marketing, but we've talked extensively. We talked about TomTom Tom earlier in the episode about uh, their location-based services play. Uh, we've obviously talked about all these big players that are in the data side of it and the mapping side of it. And here's another player called Nokia. They have a massive obviously a massive mapping endeavor. It might be the future of their business. Who knows? But they just picked up a company called Earthmine, which does 3D um, layouts, I guess, is their is their big play, right? 3D, bring 3D uh, rendering to maps. Yeah, yeah. we've talked about other acquisitions uh, in this space in the last year or so. Um, you know, 3D is, is, is the next big thing right now in mapping. Uh, everybody's buying up companies in this space. Uh, you know, Apple's been at it. Google's been at it. Amazon. Uh, and here we go with Nokia. Yeah. You know, and, and even just as I think as little as three weeks ago, we were talking about Nokia licensing their maps to Oracle yeah. um, and, and a few others. So, I mean, you know, I, I think Nokia's future, honestly, uh, is in mapping. I mean, they're one of the strongest players out there today. Uh, with the most, uh, one of the uh, most robust sets of, of data around mapping, and, and so Earthmine is just going to help them maintain, you know, a leadership position in that space. You know, give them a, a you know leg up on the 3D side. The other side story around Nokia is this week as well. Uh, related to this, uh, they've rebranded their whole location services unit, uh, and it's called Here now. So H E R E. So there you go. Yeah, and I've just got it pulled up uh, right now on the screen. For those, again, who are, who are not watching it, you're missing quite the show. It's a, uh, I tried to find something in my city of Ottawa, uh, but they didn't have uh, anything in 3D. So I'm just showing you a 3D map of the uh, CN Tower and Rogers Center, home of what? Could be like the World Series champion Blue Jays, the way they're spending money, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, you know, finally, finally, you know, like there, there's a little bit of something good on the sports side to look forward to in Toronto. I mean, the Jays are looking strong uh, with these acquisitions. Toronto Argos looks like, you know, they're in the Grey Cup next Sunday. So, you know, hey. Yeah, and the Leafs aren't playing, so everybody's, nobody's angry. Exactly. Okay, so there's, there's our sports update for you. The Blue Jays acquiring the entire Florida Marlins team and some guy that used to be a, a really prolific hitter and was caught with performance-enhancing drugs. Um, but as you can see, the, these, these maps are beautiful. Like I've just pulled up right up to the Rogers center like that. And if you're not watching the show, yeah. why not? Come on. Um, so, uh, yeah. And uh, certainly Nokia owns uh, a massive uh, piece in the mapping space. And, and, um, certainly I, I think that there'll be many more licensing deals going forward. Who knows? This could be their pivot. Um, so they acquire Earthmine. I don't know if there was any numbers on this. That I saw. I didn't see any. No. Um, 
No. But but you know, I mean, there's uh, you know, Nokia is really really focusing on mapping. And by the way, the mapping side of Nokia, for those who don't know the history, and think it's just a phone company, yeah. it comes from uh, an acquisition that they did in 2008. Small of, company. Uh, of uh, Navtech. Yeah, small company. Uh, that was a huge acquisition. They bought Navtech for uh, over $8 billion uh, at the time. You know, uh, and it's, it's, it's really paying off uh, in, in a large way. You know what's amazing about that is that they did that in 2008, right? So here's a company yeah. that, uh, that was uh, repositioning itself in 2008, long before really, like, I mean, a year after the iPhone really came out, long before location really played into this space. Location in 2008, if you remember, would cost you four hundred dollars in a GPS or five thousand dollars for an embedded system in your in your dashboard, right? That wasn't yeah. that long ago, and here Nokia was buying up uh, Navtech, um, and probably thinking, "Hey, we're going to own the car market with these big devices for four hundred dollars." And then look what happened. But uh, so Nokia Nokia acquires Earthmine. If you're interested in Earthmine, um, you can go to just Earthmine, like Earthmine M I N E dot com. Um, and if you're interested, obviously, in here, their, uh, their mapping service, just go to here.net, H-E-R-E dot net. Pretty slick. It's, it's pretty nice. And they've already got some integration with, obviously, with their three map, 3D mapping. It's pretty cool. Is it enough to get rid of Google Maps? I don't know yet. Oh, so interesting, man. I love this. All right. Our last, uh, our last story, it's a funding story. And this is a, uh, another taxi company company called uh, Click a Taxi closing 1.5 million dollars. This is a company uh where's the where are these guys located? In in Europe, obviously. Uh yes. They are located I want to say uh, Copenhagen. Uh, no, yeah, Denmark. Denmark, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh is, this is basically kind of an Uber um equivalent or is it it, it seems like it's much broader than Uber? Yeah, I, I think it's much broader. It's it's you know sort of general taxi, not just you know sort of limo services, high end limo services. Um, you know, but location based here. So 1.5 million bucks uh, coming in here, um, focused on the European market. Uh, they launched in the UK and Ireland in June, um, and uh, now they're going in uh, Austria, Germany, Spain, Switzerland. Um, they're trying to be all over Europe, um, uh, Western Europe by the end of 2012. Um, so these guys are going fast on the growth side, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the whole sort of location-based taxi uh, world, or you know, uh, hire a car, uh, you know, to more generalize it, if you want to include Uber, Uber would say we don't do taxis. So, um, you know, I, I think this is a big market. I mean, so the whole, you know, that that thing of you know using GPS. Uh, booking a uh, a car, you know, tracking the car's route to uh, arriving to where you are, um, you know, and paying for it through a mobile phone. I, I think there's a lot, uh, a lot of power in that, in, in enabling the consumer to kind of get something when they need it. I mean, I'm always traveling, always looking for taxis. I use these services all the time. Um, there's another one actually that launched uh, out of Toronto that's uh, already pretty big in North America called Halo. Um, you know that launched just just a couple months ago as well. So so there's plenty of these out there. Um, so 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 you know I have no reason to think this this won't grow either. 
No, and I, I wonder if uh, if Europe is a good place for this because it seems like when Uber goes into a city or any of these companies try to change or, uh, you know, it's not even dethrone, but modify this this archaic taxi industry. Like, look what happened to Uber. They went into New York, they got popular in New York, and then what happened? They got kicked out of New York, right? Um, because of uh, unions and the fact that, you know, to, to operate a, a yellow cab in New York, I think the licensing starts at $400,000. You have to come up with a token. You have to buy a token. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's escalated increasingly. So for Uber to come in there and dominate the way they are, I mean, it's it's totally disruptive to that entire system where, they, where the city makes a crap load of cash as a result of that. Thrown out of New York City. So I wonder if Europe is the right place to do this. Maybe they aren't as unionized. Maybe they aren't as, as, uh, as uh, structured. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that this maybe is the right place for uh, the right place they're ripe for disruption. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's less less unionized for, uh, to begin with. I don't think there's you know as much control in a lot of these cities by you know one particular uh, you know taxi company or, or things like that as is the case in New York. So, you know, um, certainly you know my experience being in a lot of these cities, I, I think there's there's certainly room for this. I, uh, from the consumer's perspective, I, there's huge huge need, yeah. without question. You know whether there's hurdles, you know, on the on the other side in in terms of the uh, the supply side of, of cabs and and whatnot, and the control of that as a business. You know, technology like this is all about disruption, and you know, you got to push it. You got to see what happens. So. You know, there's nothing stopping you from calling my phone number to get a ride, right? And that's basically what mobile is doing for the taxi industry is that, uh, yeah. you know, they're deregulating this and it's good and it's bad, right? Because you, you need some kind of accountability on the dispatching and, and everything like that. So if you call me, I pick you up, you pay for me. Um, there's no, and if you leave something of value in my car, well, you're kind of screwed because I'm going to go and spend it, right? So, uh, you know, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying is that, so there's, there's a balance here that needs to be met. But, but just basically putting your head in the sand and saying, no, 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 we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to keep you out of the city and we're not going to think yeah. about disruption. Not so good. Bottom line is, hey, Rob's number's available <laughs> if you right. want it, you know, and uh, I can hook you up. We, uh, we're looking for a second source of income. I'm going to be out, uh, yeah, overnight, doing the overnight shift here in Ottawa. Yeah. So, all right, so those are the three uh, stories: funding and M&A. Uh, Double Dutch closes four million dollars. Uh, Click a Taxi raises a million and a half, and of course, Nokia acquires EarthMind for their 3D mapping and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and check out here.net if you're interested in uh, seeing how Nokia is doing in the mapping space. So now, just our resource of the week. That's what stands between uh, this episode being uh, over and Asif actually putting his jet lag body to bed. So we are going to do this. This is a, an interesting play. This is called Mobile Marketing and a Measurement Snapshot. This is done by a little bit of combination. What is it? Google, Google Analytics and uh, ClickZ. Yeah. What is this, Asif? This is pretty cool. It is kind of interesting. So, I mean, obviously, mobile is hot. There's a lot going on on mobile, uh, and the need for analytics around that uh, is, is continuously growing as businesses, you know, uh, you know, do more and more mobile campaigns. So, Google, um, you know, Google Analytics obviously has been out there for for a while um, and is used by everybody. Uh, but they're putting a big focus right now on mobile uh, mobile measurement and mobile analytics, uh, Google that is. So this is a little test project that they've done uh, in combination with Clixie, um, you know, to kind of you know get a feel for that before they I, I think go full blown and, and release a uh, a Google mobile analytics platform. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some interesting data here. So um, 
don't know if you want to jump into the data rep or yeah i mean there was a there were a few things in here just i mean that really struck my attention got my attention here is that uh, there's there's a couple of statistics here that said um here it is 59 percent of those surveyed consider themselves either novice or inexperienced in measuring mobile um, so the recommendation is obviously investing in training is a probably a prudent approach right now for many organizations out there. Because the flip side of that is that they said 58% of marketers are currently accountable for mobile metrics and more than one third are already sharing internal dashboards to show mobile marketing results. So it's kind of like a disconnect between those people who 58% say that they are novices in the space about reporting it, but 59% of the people that responded to this are actually, it's part of their job to do this. So this is a big challenge. Mobile is not simple. This is not just about, um, you know, analytics about clicks and click-throughs because this is a different, this is a different measurement system altogether. And I think that uh, th this kind of shows you the disconnect between what people are expected to do and what their level of understanding of this industry is. Right. It's pretty, it's pretty sobering if I'm an organization out there. And I think that it's widespread. And the other side of it was interesting for me was the amount of people that were spending about to spend a whole lot of money in, in mobile websites. Like they said, 40, 60% are getting into mobile websites. Uh, they, they, 68% um, uh, are uh, uh, marketers plan to increase technology and add investments in mobile. 32% are in talent. It's like there's a disconnect again. Don't spend, here's, don't spend in technology and advertising until you've spent in the knowledge part so that you're spending the money wisely in the right place, right? I mean, this is, it's always, we always throw a technology solution or an advertising solution at a problem that a great mind in that position would be able to do much more effectively. So there is, I think 2013 is, is going to be um, an incredible year for the mobile space. And uh, my only hope is that in 2014, we're not talking about the, uh, the, ha the 2013 hangover, right? Okay, let's recoup or let's regroup and cut our losses and let's do it right the second time. No, we learned that in the web space. Do it right the first time. Find somebody who understands the space. Hire them. Pay them what they're worth. And they will help you drive revenue for your business. And that's what this tells me. Yeah. And, and if you're interested in this space uh, and, and you have uh, an, an Android device, I highly encourage you to just go to the Google Play uh, uh, store and uh, and download uh, it's just Google Analytics, uh, you know, from there, and uh, and you'll see uh, kind of the power of what's available in this app. It, it's pretty interesting. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, yeah, some of the some of the screenshots of, of visually how they represent some of this data is pretty cool. Well, it is, and and I love these kind of things, right? It's just uh, analytics. Um, you know, data is the new gold, my friend. It's worth more than anything you can do. So. Um, you've got to be able to manage this and you've got to be able to track the right analytics, which is the key as well. So I really like this. So this is at searchenginewatch.com. If you do a search for mobile marketing and measurement snapshot, uh, you will find it uh, through Google. There's also a link, obviously, wherever you found this show, either in the show notes over at uh, GPS Business News or at untether.tv or on the LBMA's website or on Street Fight Mag. You have so many options, so many places to go. And that is it. Asif, for episode number 104. That's it. Two, two years. Two years. We're done. Two, uh, 104 consecutive. Like, that's the thing that people don't understand. That's consecutive episodes. We have not missed a week in two years. Let's just think about that for a moment. We need a holiday. We, we're going to take two weeks off. <laughs> this industry is not slowing down. That's that's the greatest part of this. So if you guys yeah. are out there. Um, you know what we're going to have to do, Rob? What's that? We, we can't afford to take holidays. No. 
No one's paying us no, to do no, this. No. So we're going to have to get on Banjo. We're going to have to like visualize a holiday <laughs> somewhere else <laughs> that we're connected to. I've already done um, that. I, yeah. I've already done that. I would show you. Yeah, I jumped into L.A. Yeah, I've spent some time. Uh, yeah, basically, I have been everywhere that I want to go. And unfortunately, I, yeah. I know nobody in these places that I want to go that will house me. So, yes, no vacation. Well, look, you know what? We bring these these news because uh, this new all this news because it's important to your business. It's now up to you to take this stuff that we have talked about. Don't don't mimic it. Don't copy it. Go and apply it to your business. Have an understanding of what's going on out there. These resources are available. There's tons of news and information out there. Uh, great resources, as we said, Street Fight Mag, GPS Business News, the, the LBMA.com, Untether.tv. There's these are just four of a huge number. If you have a resource out there, please reach out. Let us know. Asif at the LBMA.com or uh, you can reach out to Rob at Untether.tv. Um, please. And we will include this resource because that's what we uh, that's what we aspire to do is spread the word of this great, great, great industry that we all love so dearly. So that's it for episode number 104. Unless you've got anything else to add other than it's time to go to bed. It is. It really is. It, it is. It really is. Uh, I, I want to bring one last thing because it's the last piece here. If you missed the um, the Economist October twenty seventh issue, there is a uh, an insert that they do this a technology insert called a sense of place, and it is a uh, special report on technology and geography. Highly recommended. It is basically thirty pages of a deep dive into the location based world, the location world. There's pieces of it on location based marketing and location based sales. Uh, very cool that the Economist is pushing into this space. If you haven't picked it up right here i'm pretty sure you can buy the episode or the issue on uh, on whatever tablet you are using or just uh, order it from uh, theeconomist.com but amazing mainstream buddy mainstream we were there two years ago congratulations on doing this consecutively you see for 104 episodes same to you rob everybody we'll see you next week for episode number 105 without fail and uh we'll hopefully uh, let us see if get some sleep we'll see you next week on this week in location based market 